What's up, everybody? Welcome to Off the Pitch. This is episode seven. I am very excited uh, to announce that I have a guest host with me for the first time today. Uh, his name is Manny Olea. So go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit, Manny. What up, y'all? My name is Manny Olea. <laughs> I am uh, some ages year old. Um, you know how it is. Yeah. We're about to do it up right now. All right. I'm nervous, guys. Go easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be chill. We'll go ahead and go ahead and start. For sure. uh, we'll start in La Liga, and we'll talk about Villarreal versus Real Madrid. Um, this game ended two-two, but what what did you think about it? Did you what did you catch about it? I thought it was a good game. Um, my biggest thing, like we were talking earlier, was like Gareth Bale, man. Yo, oh my God, Gareth Bale. <laughs> yeah. You know the magic. The man, what's his name again? Uh, Zidane. Zidane. Yeah. He was over here fuming on the sideline, dude. You he, know that. Yeah, there's no way that he's getting rid of him for some. And they tried so hard to get rid of him this yeah. off season, but yeah. they just they can't. And I mean, he, he continues to show why he deserves to be there. And I always talk about him every time he scores. So um, it was good to see him out in form again, mm-hmm. and then to get two goals. So it was good. But I, what I did notice that I found again that I found another thing weird in this game was that they lined up in a four four two. Yeah, I saw because they. It, it's a big part when they try and play Jovic because of they, ha- they have to play with two strikers. Mm-hmm. Because Zidane isn't going to sit down uh, Karim. He's not going to sit down Benzema. Yeah. So he has to change the formation. I think that's what's hurting them tactically right now is that they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. Because, I mean, they brought in Jovic to play that role, that mm-hmm. number nine role. But in reality, we knew that Benzema wasn't going to lose that spot. So... If you really think about it, what and Benzema had a good game too. Benzema, I thought he did decent. He, is that's a, he's getting up there in his age, but yeah. But he's still coming through. He doesn't he's lose absolutely form. Still coming he through. Always, always comes through in the clutch. Either gives an assist or makes a play to go or gets a goal. And, so, then, and then talking about assists, man, the assist that Carvajal gave him gave uh, Bell, bro. That yeah. was that was nasty move, man. And Carvajal, I, I, Carvajal is just a complete like, I, he's so underrated. That's, yeah. that's the word, underrated. He's a great right back, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and I hate him so much because he plays for Real, but <laughs> I know exactly what he's capable of. And when he's on the field, man, he just completely uh, is different. Especially because we've saw the first games where Madrid played with Odriozola, mm-hmm. and it was just wasn't working yeah. out for them. It wasn't. Yeah. And so I mean, it's good to see Carvajal back. Madrid weren't able to get the the result in this game, mm-hmm. uh, but I think a big part of that was that Villarreal was playing a very good. A line of pressure yeah um and they almost and they almost came away with the w right there they did they almost did but they gareth did. bell come in the clutch yep and that's that's why i think like when i when i called this game last week i called them to beat dogs i called yeah. them to either win the game or to tie the game mm-hmm. and it was honestly real tied the game because mm-hmm. they had the game won they had they had it all set and ready but i mean just how you're saying bell was the one that came out and was able to get them the victory yeah they came out via real came out strong Right off on the, I, I took some notes here, like right off the 12 minute, the steal off of Ramos to run the counter. Yep. So it's like, yeah, and that's what, that's been a big topic that I've talked about. I think it was in the first two weeks too, um, with the defenders just losing the ball like that. Yeah. I think there was three, three or four goals in the first two weeks where defenders were just getting the ball intercepted off of their feet or making and, bow-headed plays like an Arsenal. Just we're going like to talk, we're gonna talk we're about, about that Arsenal later. Yeah. Right now. We're going to talk but, about that later, bro. I got, yeah. I got some thoughts. Go, go um, ahead. Yeah, like that's that's some that's something that you can't you always have to be yeah. paying attention about and know your whereabouts, where your players are, where the rest of the players are, because it leads to things like this. It yeah. leads to goals like this that that put you in a hole. 
and that's what happened. They Real Madrid got in a hole early, and Villarreal, if they if they just would have played a little bit better, more safe in the back line, they would have been able to get to the walk result. away. Yeah, walk away with but three points, but they just couldn't, man. But yeah, I mean, in the end, it was a great it was a great game. Both yeah, both teams solid. both teams did their thing, um, and so Madrid come out with one point, but. I mean, they, they should have really came out with three or they should have not came out with any at yeah. all. So that's for the Villarreal Real Madrid game, how it ended 2-2. And we'll move on to Atletico Madrid versus Ibar. Atletico Madrid played at uh, uh, Wanda Metropolitano. This game ended 3-2 in the favor of Atletico Madrid. What did you think about Atletico Madrid starting this game? Yeah, I think that um, it was a solid, like the same thing, man. Again, another uh, narrow victory for him. Just yeah. like with the uh, Real game, it's like Thomas, Tom, what's his name? Thomas, yeah, Thomas. Uh, partly came up yeah. with the goal right there on the nine, 90th minute yep. to walk away with W. So it's like another close game. It was another good game too, yeah, man. Yeah, it was a good game. And that's what I, I got a question about um, about them last week, talking about if I think they could win the league with the experience that they do have. Because yeah. they did lose a few players last season. So I just had to think. I to, as soon as I turned on this game, I caught it a little bit late. I caught it like probably 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes into the game. Mm-hmm. And Atletico Madrid is already two down at yeah. home. At home. At home. I think that's a big thing. And early, too. Yeah. By the 19th minute, they're, they already, were, down, yep. they're already down they're 2-0. Already down 2-0. And that's what I expo- like. I think, and it takes me back to that question, is that mm-hmm. it's not that they're lacking experience, bro. I don't think they're inexperienced. I think that they, they kind of do like what Tottenham does. Yeah. Tottenham, they play down a lot to what they're playing to what the other team they're playing against, and we, we just like how we saw in the Tottenham game that they mm. played this weekend, where they played Arsenal, and they they touched it too as well. But we see that they they bounce up and they bounce down, they bounce up yeah. they bounce, because the past few weeks they've won one zero, three two. They're they're not, in my opinion, I don't think they are a top tier team. Like mm. I think they're like yeah. a step below. They're right there because yeah. they're not explosive. Like if you look if you look at the stats here, they they had seven shots. And three of them on target. Yeah. So it's like... They were... I mean, you could say that they were efficient. Yeah. But I think that's what I said about Tottenham last week, too, is that they're efficient, but they're, they they don't have enough volume to, like, hold up against the bigger teams. Yeah. I think, exactly. Um, you, I think you could put them on the same tier. I think you could, like, add Manchester United right now. They're mm-hmm. having a terrible, like, spell of games. You have Tottenham. You could even throw Arsenal in there. Chelsea. Chelsea. Um... Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Like, they're all in that area right now. I think all the top teams except Manchester City and Liverpool are at that stage right now where they're having to, like, fight for points. Yeah. Instead of just coming out and completely just taking over the game and yeah. doing what they usually do and what they have shown us in the past. So, but I did. Joe Felix, mm. I did see he scored a yeah. goal. He did good. Goal. He did good. He did good. He continues to show third week that i talked to him and i keep saying that it keeps uh showing that he's worth all the money that he's that they paid for him but um he gets his first actual league goal Mm -hmm. and it's good to see that this like he's able at that age to make such an impact on that team yeah because i think that's what he is i think he's a centerpiece i guess to uh, their team right now and he's a young buck too Mm -hmm. what is he 19 he's 19 yeah yeah so like if he stays in atletico man like that's your star right there. Yeah, you know that's your star moving forward and stuff like that. And that could he could be definitely be the player you could take him as he grows and develops more. He could take him up to the next yeah. level and stuff like that. But and I, I think mean, that's what Atletico Madrid does good is that they when they bring in players that are that young and yeah. they, they did that with the hand they did that with Gunawero. Yeah, is that they built them to be those workhorses to mm-hmm. 
just completely changed the game. And I mean, the hair is a little bit different because he isn't goal. Yeah. But Aguero, man, you we see Aguero right now in the EPL just completely destroying, destroying teams. Destroying like, it. It's been three, four, five, six, seven seasons that he's just at the top of the scoring list or up there yeah. at least close. What I, what I did like about Atletico, though, um, like even though they, they did get down, if I could just pick a positive from that, they, they, they were down early 2-0. But they didn't give up though. Yeah, they fought. They fought back and came back with the W and stuff yeah. like that. So they play. I mean, it showed the resilience. Whole second half. I mean, yeah. even after the first, the the first two goals that they got scored on, or the only two goals that they got scored on. Yeah, they, you you of course can see that. So it was a good sign to be able to see that. But one thing I did want to highlight: Vitolo. Yeah. Coming in again, mm-hmm. second goal gets them like. Is, is saving them because he's the one that scored the equalizer, the two-two. Yeah. And then last week he's the one that scored the goal to give them the victory. Mm-hmm. So he's turning into a super super stuff for he's them. He's getting there, man. And I was hearing a lot of bad things about um, Thomas Lemar. I was I was wondering why what they were gonna do with him. I was surprised that they didn't bring him off because they were saying that Vitolo was gonna take his place. Yeah. But uh, in reality, he came in and just did his thing, man. And, and yeah. they're finding him. They they're able to score goals and get these. Uh, Wins, definitely so. high energy player, bro. Always has a good motor and stuff like that, keeps it running and everything. So, yeah, it was good. It was, it was good to see Atletico Madrid play good. Um, they even though they were down 2 0 uh, at early in the in the first half, but I mean, they continue to show that they're gonna they're gonna hold up their points. They're at the top of the league right now. Yeah, I think they're at nine. Let's, or, let's or see if they can points. hold on to it, man. Let's that's, see if they can hold on to it. Happen. That's that's me trick. So, what I'm looking right now, they got three wins out of three games. So the only team right now that's undefeated in in, uh, in, La, Liga. in La Liga, man. Yep. The only team right now. So we'll see. We'll see yeah. what they can do. With and we it. gotta figure. And we just hope to see because the Champions League is coming up, and they have mm-hmm. a good group that they yeah. can play against. They're playing the Juve, and last year we saw that they had great games with them, and they yeah. weren't able to come out with the result because they lost. I think away. Yeah. 3-0 or something like that with Ronaldo's yeah. hat trick. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it was. It's and it's still early in the season. It's just three games in. So yeah. we'll see. That's what I'm saying. You got. Real Madrid, who's uh, still trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then you got Barca, who's like injured right yeah, now. Right now, super trying, injury. Yeah. So we'll see how I, that turns out. But Atletico Madrid came out with the victory at top of the Liga with nine points. And now we'll move on after that game to Osasuna versus Barcelona. This game, this game ended two to two. But here we see again. This is what I talked about last week: is that is Barcelona gonna show up when they're at the Camp Nou, or are they gonna show up home and away? And they, they they showed up some part because the second half they were down the first half they were down to zero just like Atletico Madrid. How did you think? I'm sorry to cut you off, but like how did you think Griezmann did? It's, like the it's, top your top signing, all that stuff. Like yeah. your opinion, especially as a Barcelona fan. Yeah. What do you think? Like honestly, what do you think, man? Emma, it's just this game, or are we talking just this about, game? This game, and then you can talk oh about gosh, if you man. want to about like so far. This, I mean, his season hasn't been the. He, he had a good game at the new camp. Yeah, but away the first game and away this game, it's just been poor, man. Like mm-hmm. he was completely ghost. Like you, you didn't see him with any creativity going up forward. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't receiving enough balls. I mean, I you can attest that to the midfield that they're not doing the the best job. Yeah, but I think you also have to give some blame to Griezmann and as to why he's not receiving the ball enough to make those creative plays that he can make. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've seen it that he can make him with the French team, with mm-hmm. um, Atletico Madrid, even when yeah. he was back at Real Sociedad. Like, you can see that he's capable of doing these things. But He's probably just still trying to find his groove right now in a new team, new yeah. situation. He's probably just still trying to find his groove and everything. And but... I think that's the one thing that worried me was that when he did make the move to Barcelona was that when if, if Messi and Suarez were out, 
this was going to be a whole Atletico Madrid situation all over again yeah. where he was going to be called on to make these game like game time decisions to, to come win through. the games. And he did that. He did that at the new camp, but I hope that there's it's not a, like a home away split where he's terrible away and good at home. And I mean, hopefully Messi is back sooner rather than later and he's able to help them out a little bit more, but I mean, it's just not I yeah. just didn't see enough, man. Yeah. And we'll talk about him later in one of the segments that we have, but what yeah. did you think? Well, how did you think Barcelona came out at the end? Like that, I mean, they're obviously still struggling right now because, you know, they got two of their key players out. Yeah. So they're struggling. I did like this right here. Um, his, Fati? Ansu Fati. Yeah. I don't know. I can't even say. I'm not even yeah. going to try his first name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this dude right here, I see that he's the youngest Barcelona player to score a goal, yep. man. So, yeah. I mean, that's big props to that dude, for sure. He's he's good, man. I think the one thing, I just like that he's very all around. Like, yeah, he's he has the ability to take you on one on one. But he's I think he's been in the system for so long that he understands that it's not necessary. And there's other ways to find the net. And I think that's what he was doing. I think he was moving the ball well. I think him and Alba were connecting well. And I think that's what's going to help him out a lot is playing with Alba on the left side. Because, yeah. I mean, we saw. We see Dembele with uh, Alba, and they play well together. And we yeah. saw when Coutinho was there, he'd have his spell of good games. And I think there's going to be a good step forward for him, especially yeah. coming out of the uh, the Barca Simpson, the system. He's going to be able to do some good stuff. But. Yeah, I feel you. And kind of like on the topic, we're talking about how this weekend there was like a whole bunch of boneheaded plays by defenders. Yep. Be bro. On a handball, oh yeah. they could have the same thing. They could have walked away with the win. They yeah. could have walked away with three points, but on a handball, gave a penalty on the eighty-first minute. And man. I think that's what the like. I find it stupid when they when they the ref calls the PK. They call a handball, and they come up to the ref like pleading, like yo, like this wasn't a foul. This wasn't a handball. This and that. Yeah. And you clearly like you know the rules of the game. Mm -hmm. You know that the ball anywhere hits you when it's going towards a goal and it hits you in the arm is gonna be a PK no matter yeah. what, especially with the new rule changes that they did. Yeah. So. Now, like, why why are you even going to complain about it? Exactly. Like, you just got to own it. Like, in that it. case, you just got to walk away, put your head down, bro, and that's it. And just accept Because it. it's like, and just, and just it, man. You cost your team the game on that. Exactly. And I think even after that, I think that we had the opportunity to win the game mm -hmm. with the uh, Perez oh, uh, yeah, opportunity, yeah, yeah. bro, yeah. that he missed. And, of course, like, you could see in the replay that he did have, like, a mistouch and didn't open it far enough to his left foot yeah. to his strong side to be able to hit it towards net. Yeah. But either way, man, you got to finish those. That was the 3-2 win and that wasn't like the 88th, 89th minute. Mm -hmm. So, so that has to change. Like, you, I don't know if it's just a lack of practice or it probably just was this one time that he had that mistouch. But I'm pretty sure that you practice this all the time in the training ground. Yeah. You give me like, I mean, like, yeah, they have to practice these things. But at the same time, like, Training in the game time situations, yeah, true. especially that late in the game, like your legs yeah. are tired, you're you're like done. Yeah. So it's like, and he's a he's young too, and I mean yeah. it's understandable, but I mean coming from a time where you could pick up three points or yeah. pick up one point, you you kind of have to like throw some shade and say, All oh right, yeah, like, for sure, you gotta you gotta you gotta clean this. But up. I will put I will hold more Pique responsible. Pique, Absolutely, I would too. Yes, he's sir. he's more responsible for that because yeah. they could have walked away two one with the yeah. win, but. But I mean, I like I liked how the game ended up going. I like yeah. the, the changes already made. I like that he brought in Fatih. I think he made a big difference. Um, but how did how what do you think? Uh, I'm I'm not gonna talk too much. I'm not gonna go into transfer news, but I'll talk for it about him right now. What do you think about uh, Rafinha heading back to Celta Vigo? 
he, he's on the loan spell back to Celta, which was. I uh, honestly didn't even hear about that. Yeah, he oh, got wow. loaned out. Um, so what Barcelona did was that they re-signed him for one year. Yeah. And after they signed him, they loaned him to Celta, knowing that if they have the contract with him, he has to come back forcefully to back to their team. Dang. So, I mean, he played this game and he played the last game. Yeah. And he 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 came into the, he was the one that they brought into the game before even Carlos Perez, um, when Suarez got hurt. Yeah. So. I there I, what I, I feel like Barcelona is making the incorrect decisions at the worst possible time. Mm-hmm. Like you need offensive power, and Rafinha's doing that for you, and then you go and sell him. I don't know if it was just the Ansu Fati thing that maybe they thought that he's capable of managing that role, or what exactly they're doing. But Messi Messi doesn't look like he's gonna be back soon. Yeah, it looks like he's gonna be an, out at least another month. Suarez this, is gonna be out another month, I think. So. They might just be putting all the trust in Fati right now and seeing if they give him the place, if they put him in that position, and then they want to see what he wants to, what he does. Yeah, could he come through or is he gonna crumble? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. True. So, so I mean, who knows? I don't know, man. It's gonna be hard, especially with just the lack of injuries or all the injuries that we have. But, yeah. um. I mean, in the end, we'll see how everything turns out. Yeah. I mean, they got they didn't get the result this game. They could have, but two bad plays and it cost us uh, the three points. But that game ended 2-2, and we'll move on. That was the end for La Liga. We'll move on to the Serie A, the one game that we cover, and Juve and Napoli. Dude, this game was, was amazing, wild. bro. Wild. So sick. Wild, man. I, I did not expect it, especially just how the game started Yeah. and how Napoli... I think that's what uh, that was a trend this week was that yeah. teams were down 2-0 and then they, it just comes up Cinderella story style and they come back either tie or win the game. Yeah. And in this case, Napoli lose this game 4-3, but Juventus, man, they're looking solid. They're looking solid. They came up in the clutch right there to walk away with the, uh, with the win again. But I don't know, man. I respect Napoli for yeah, sure. For, for sure. sure. To come back and then lose it on a boneheaded play, yeah. bro. And it, but that's it's the like part that sucks, man. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like they came back and fought strong, especially like they scored their first goal in the 66 minute, and their last two. I'm sorry, the fir- first two goals in the 60, 66 and 68 minute, and the last one in the 81st, man. Yeah. To walk away with a tie, at least a at tie. At least a tie. But yeah. now, because another and the same thing. That's a common thing, right? Another boneheaded play by a yep. defender, man. And, and that was just and that was just a bad touch. Yeah, that's really what it was, was like. Was. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I, I saw the Juve, and I knew that this was going to be a tough game for Napoli, and I got very scared because last week I talked about how Napoli was probably the yeah. team that I felt was the most, that was in, uh, kind of giving me the best impression so far was yeah. Napoli. I think that they had a great transfer window, and they just had great players as a base in general. So now with the new transfers, I thought that they were going to have just stacked, hey, stacked. And give it up for La Raza, bro. Dude, for la raza, bro. We had a Chucky, bro. And Chucky Luzano, bro, came yeah. up with his first Serie A goal on yeah. his debut, man. And he's the only Mexican to have scored in the Serie A, if I wow. read that correctly. So that's insane, And that's bro. mad props, man. Yeah. That's mad props for that dude. And I felt, like, legit, like, I felt happy for him, man. Yeah, Especially, you have to. Yeah, absolutely. On his yeah. first first debut, off the bench, all that stuff, man. Came up clutch for them, and especially when part. they needed him. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like just a, a wasted goal, like yeah, like a, like, consol- yeah, like consolation, yeah, goal consolation goal or anything like that. It wasn't the clutch, man. They needed him yeah. to come through. So, and I mean, that's the thing is that that's what I found crazy was that they were already down three zero. Yeah, and then they they took out Lorenzo Insigne, 
mm. which is their, he's their star player, and we all know he's their star player. To take him out and bring in El Chucky, and he makes the difference. He comes in, makes the difference, and they come inside the game. That has to. Bl- I don't know how much of a part that's going to play into Napoli's whole system or how that's yeah. going to work, but the, Napoli's still looking good, man. Yeah, and we're. Whoever's in the group against, of the champions, man. especially against Juventus, bro. Yeah. So that's like, they came out looking really good. I think it showed a lot of resiliency on their part. Yeah. Coming back um, and matching them three three. Yeah. Um, and the same thing, man. They could have walked away with the tie, but another bonehead play. plays, man. So. But that's just that's just how it is sometimes. Yeah, it was good, man. It was good to see Chucky out there. I was glad. I kind of was. I, I, he was so like. Put to go to any other team like Manchester United was interested in him. Barcelona mm-hmm. even at some point said that they wanted to go after him. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so many other teams that were looking for his signature. And then he ends up at Napoli like the underdog team or the yeah. no one expected them to or him to show up there. But he comes in and just is making a difference. So hopefully he continues to do all that, man. And, Absolutely. And good luck to him. Absolutely. But Juventus, man, you guys came out with the victory. Um, four to three. Good job on your guys' part. You guys continue to lead La Liga or the Serie A. And that does it for the Serie A. Moving into the EPL and all the Let's matches go. that we cover for Let's the go. EPL. This is, this is my sauce right Let's, here. Uh, we'll actually start. No, no okay. No, we'll no, end no, with no. Push them to the back. Okay, they have we'll to be last. because oh. Okay, we'll end with Arsenal all right, last. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. So we'll start with Manchester City versus Brighton. Huff Albion and Manchester uh, City played at the Etihad. This game ended 4-0. Just how I called it. This is exactly what I expected from Manchester City. What did top, you think? The top dog facing a maybe regulation team. Yeah. So it's like, what do you expect, man? I yeah. think this is this is just how it's supposed to be. Like it's Man City. Yeah, and that's why I continue to say, man, Man City continues to impress. I had Manchester United at first, and how I talked that when I first went over. You had them, you had them winning, huh? I had Manchester United at the top, and so I got so much crap for them, bro. But I honestly, just off of the first game, I felt like they had the opportunity to just prove everybody wrong. Like Manchester United could be that team. And they showed it. Chelsea isn't a scrub team, bro. Like no, anybody that faces Chelsea no. is gonna have a is gonna have their hands full. Mm-hmm. And they put them down to four to zero. I get it, it, it was at the Trafford, but either way, four zero is a big scoreline. Most definitely. And I mean, if, if Manchester City is getting four on uh, and Brighton, like four zero against Chelsea is a big thing. And so I was getting a lot of crap for that, but Manchester City just continues to prove why they need to be at the top of the EPL. They did, man. I mean, it's like that. Like, we can't really talk much about this game. Even though, like, possession, they didn't really dominate. They dominated the ball more, right? 54%. Yeah. But, like, I would assume, like, against Brian, they probably would have it 60, 70%. Yeah. But. That's what I, I think that's what I, I call it. I thought yeah. I, I put um, Manchester City to dominate possession 70 to 30, like, as a, my bold prediction. But, um, I mean, it didn't work out. But either way, man, 4-0 is. What about your guy? De Bruyne, oh, bro. De Bruyne, man. He's, he's on another level, man. He's just the best. I think he's the best midfielder. I was, is. I was watching, I was watching this interview like on him about like they were talking about like FIFA ratings. He's the highest FIFA rated uh, midfielder, midfielder in the EPL, man. He's just so good. Yeah. There's no, there's, I don't think there's any team right now. Even I, and I'm counting Barcelona. I'm talking every top team is not containing Kevin De Bruyne, bro. And I, that's what I'm saying. I think he's, I think he's top class right now. Yep. Absolutely. Like, I don't think there's another midfielder who's above him. Yeah. For you sure. can make I mean, you can make an argument for some, like, but I don't know, man. None right. I'm trying to think right now. None come to mind right now. Who you could yeah. who you could you could uh, make an argument for? Yeah, you know? I don't know. It's tough, especially just because uh, they are there are so many different midfielders that you could put into that position. But 
nobody's gonna play like him. He man. just makes the right plays. He does get injured yeah. a lot. That's that's the, that's, the, that's the only downside. Him. That's the only downside. Yeah. But when he's healthy, he's next level. Yeah, man. he's always killing it for sure. And we'll get into him a little bit later too. So I just continue listening for that. But yeah, just how we said, there's really not much to talk about this game because Manchester United just put a or Manchester City just put a whooping on Brighton. Absolutely. Or the zero. What I did feel bad for was Laporte, Emmerich, man. Yeah. And that knee injury that he picked up, he's gonna be out for four to five months. Um, that's a big loss for Manchester City. It's enormous because mm-hmm. Pep brings him in, brought him in because of his ability to play out of the back and the technical ability that he had playing with the ball. And now, I mean, you. You bring in Fernandinho, which brings in a different perspective to the game, mm-hmm. which I think is good because when you bring in Fernandinho, you have an extra midfielder on the field. Yeah. Even though he's playing at the center back position, he's pushing up forward and gives you kind of a different shape into like the 3-4-3 instead of the uh, 4-3-3. Yeah. So I think that plays into their their advantage somewhat. I, I do think that he's, of course, not as good defensively as Laporte, but... I'm, they're they're gonna be fine. There's 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 no holding. They're back. stacked. They're There's, stacked yeah, right now. So completely. Like you said, it was a, it was a big loss, but um, four to five months from now, that puts them right at the end of the season. Yeah. Right towards. Let's see how far they make it in the Champions League. Yeah. So let's see how far they are and how ahead they are in points in yeah. the EPL. So he might come back just in time if he comes back. Yeah. Right. It depends how how his re- rehab goes yeah. and everything. But we know John Stones is still hurt as well. That's yeah. why he wasn't in the game. And so let's let's hope that they can get um, some of their defensive players back. I mean, we don't wish any negative stuff upon any team. So uh, hopefully they get their maybe players some, back. But... Maybe, <laughs> maybe some. <laughs> maybe some, though. Yeah, but Manchester City wins this game 4-0. Moving on to Manchester United, the other terrible half of Manchester uh, versus Southampton. They played at the Trafford. What did, what did you think about this game? Because they have like mixed emotions. Like I felt like parts of it were kind of dull. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it like di- it did have its quiet part. Yeah. I do think that Manchester United were creative going forward. I, I yeah. think that's a, a big thing. Was that I saw them differently this game because of their. I think and it's. I think the big part of it is Daniel James. He's playing such a spark yeah. into their offense. Absolutely. And that strike, so dude. Fast man. That strike. It was that just strike. What was it from goal. from the left flank and yeah, stuff like that? That flank. was that was such a good strike, man. And I think he's just playing a big part into their offense right now, um, because he was playing on the right side when Martial was playing and Martial was on the left. But um, they, he just continues to show that he's a great signing. Mm-hmm. He's he's uh, he's young as well. Um, but but I give it up for Southampton walking away with the draw. Yep. And that's that's the thing. Uh, again, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. We we go over this again. Is that Manchester United have the opportunity to keep a clean sheet against teams like this? You can't drop points. Absolutely. And that's what I, that's what I love about the EPL is that every every match you have to be yep, ready to go. You have to be. It's just it's so unpredictable. And and this is football. Like besides City, besides, besides City, besides City, yeah, and Liverpool but, maybe. Yeah, Liverpool but maybe too. But we see that Manchester United. You you had opportunities. You had the the chances to score goals, but. You couldn't find the back of the net. Yeah. You, you found it in James in that one goal. But again, like Lindelof is a, a, a person I'm going to pick on again because he's the one that lost the header against Vestergaard to, mm-hmm. to go down or to tie the game 1-1. Tie the game 1-1. And I talked about him last week and how he was the one that caused the goal because he didn't go up strong enough on the header. And he lost it. And then they, uh, Crystal Palace was the one that scored. Yeah. So 
uh, their back line, and now we see Chris Smalling is gone now, and Bayi's still out. They have no options there, no options to go anywhere else, so they have to keep playing them. And if he keeps making mistakes, like you're not gonna continue picking up points, like you're gonna you're gonna keep dropping points. They didn't keep dropping, man. Like right now, they were they went from the top premier team in the EPL yep. to right now they're like right there, dude. Yeah, they'll probably be fighting. I wouldn't be surprised if they finish if they finish eighth, bro. Yeah. I, I keep putting them down on my on my table because I when they starting the season, of course how I said they started off great. Yeah. And they made a statement to every EPL team like, yo, we're we're man you, like we're here to play. Yeah. And wherever comes into Trafford or wherever we go, like we're about to put up a fight. And if we yeah. don't take all the points, we're at least coming out with some points. But when you're at home playing Southampton, Crystal Palace, like Dude, this shouldn't be happening, bro. And that's why I have I keep putting them down on the table because they're just continuing to let me down, man. Yeah. And I think it sucks because I think Ole is a good manager. I don't think he has the correct pieces. I don't think he's piecing together the correct pieces. Yeah. Like we have I think it's the same the same problem that uh Madrid is having right now again because Zidane is back and now he's trying to find the rotation because he's also struggling with injuries. So it's going to be hard for them. And it's not to say that they didn't have chances. Yeah. They took 21 shots that game. Yeah. That match, you took 21 shots. So they had opportunities to... Exactly. To to get on goal and stuff like that, but they couldn't... They, they couldn't, couldn't make them. Back to the yeah, net, man. And so they're just making too many mistakes. They're just keep... they. That's what keeps losing them points. And I highlighted here, I put two weeks, two loss headers, and two goals by Lyndon Loss. That's what happened. Yeah. Two weeks in a row, this happens. And so... Uh, they need to clean it up. Uh, what do you think about Bissaka? He he dropped himself from the from the England squad for the for the upcoming games. Really? Yeah. He, I guess he's, it was due to injury or something like that. But probably just trying to conserve himself for this season, man. I get. I I mean, I get it. Yeah. But I don't because he's never been called up. This is his first call up to the England squad. So I mean, I understand that maybe you want to preserve yourself for the the EPL. Yeah. But he's not looking the best to me. Mm. I he's the first two the first couple games he looked good, not great, good, but now he's looking decent. Like yeah. not worth the money that they spent on him, and maybe they could have gone a different route and paid maybe a little bit less or a little bit more to got a a better defender. Yeah. I mean, offensively, I don't think he's great. I think that he struggles a lot offensively. Defensively, he's great at tackling. But I, I read a quote that was from Nesta that said, if I have to tackle, I've already made a mistake. <laughs> and that's what Alex uh, Wambasaka said, yeah. was that he loves to tackle. So, I mean, two different perspectives from two, two different, like, eras of the game. Yeah. Like, what has changed? And why has that position, like, been compromised to just be like, I have to create a tackle. Like, I, I'm not going to make mistakes. And I think that's, a big thing that what Basako makes is that he doesn't have enough quality to get a good ball in or or to contain. And I think the same thing is happening with Robertson on the left side of Liverpool is that he continues to get beat and it's looking like he's a whole city player again. Mm -hmm. You get me? So that was the end of that. Manchester United, Southampton tied 1-1. Manchester United continue to drop points. But we'll move on to Chelsea versus Sheffield United. This game. this game was another solid game, man. Yep. This game did definitely did not disappoint. Yeah. Again, mad props to Sheffield, yeah. man. Mad, dude, mad <laughs> yeah. props to all these underdogs this weekend, too, yep. man. So it's like to walk away with the draw. Yeah, like, at the Stanford. At the Stanford, man. That's like huge. Yeah. 
and that's the thing is that Chelsea Chelsea played a good game. Yeah, Abraham. And yeah. I, from the beginning, because we start, I had started a, a fantasy, a Premier League fantasy team. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pick up Abraham because I know that Giroud is there and he's not going to get minutes. And I had seen Abraham in the preseason and it looked good. Mm -hmm. But I still believe that they were going to go with Olivier starting the season. That's what happened. But now Abraham is the complete opposite. Now Abraham is getting all the minutes and he's showing out. And he's, he's coming out to play. Yep. Come, making up two goals this game, man. He came up big for them. Yep. Absolutely. And, I mean, uh, we have, again, just how we keep saying, Sheffield did their part. Mm -hmm. They they came out. They were down 2-0 uh, starting the, the second half. And then I think in the 45th minute, and I, I hadn't even cross, crossed the, the 46th minute yet, they go and they score their their goal to get it to 1-1. One, one, yep. one. And they continue to put the pressure on. I think that's yeah. what I saw a lot was yeah. that they kept they they kept pressuring even though they they, were down. they that game they ran the counter effectively yeah effectively against against Chelsea man yeah they were because, countering good I think they were they, they were just missing the last final touch like absolutely they were getting to the to the box and then instead of making the one pass to get to the goal and to mm. get the goal in they were taking shots like and they were just flying all over the place like absolutely and they had. 37 percent uh possession possession this game. yeah so it's like they ran the counter effectively and to score and to put up eight shots yeah on that so it's like they did they did it the correct way absolutely this is this is a to. lower a lower level level team yeah so it's like they played it right man yeah and the same thing bro they could have walked away yeah with the, with Chelsea the, yep. walked away with three points yep but then kurt zuma Kurt Zuma, man. Kurt Zuma, man, came up with an own <laughs> goal, own an own goal. goal on the 89th minute. 89th minute to tie the game. To tie the game, dude. It's, so it's like, that must have been so deflating for those guys, man. Yeah. Because the same thing, you could have walked away with the win against Chelsea, but he scored an own goal. Yeah. And, oh, man, it's just the story. It's just been the story of the week. Own goals have just been killing teams. But um, Chelsea, just great game, man. Abraham is coming out. He's, he's having a show-out party. Mason Mount was a little quiet, which yeah. what was uh, I was a little bit surprised about. I have had him like high on my list of, of gems that are coming out of the EPL. He's a great player, man, mm -hmm. but he was a little bit quiet this game. I don't remember seeing Pulisic. Did Pulisic play? Pulisic played. He did. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember seeing him. He must have been just that quiet throughout the game. So he made he made little flashes here and there, little little nice touch passes and everything like that, but. Nothing, nothing, too nothing too special and stuff like that. Yeah. Like here's a here's a little insight that I that I found here was like this: like the last three occasions that Chelsea have failed to win a Premier League game, yeah. having led by two plus goals, have come nearly uh, have come against newly promoted teams. And she, oh, that's true. She yeah, just to get promoted, just get got EPL. promoted, man. That's so very it's like, true. So the, I think this is like, even though they 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 drew in the match, yeah, like. I think they could take it as a, as a win. Yeah. Because they went toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Yeah. Sheffield has to be proud of what they did. Absolutely. I mean, even a goal is a goal no matter how you get it, man. Yeah. If it's an own goal, if it's your goal, or if it's well, however, who scores. But it doesn't matter. You guys you... came away with points and against a, against yeah. a top team. So be happy with that, Sheffield. Uh, this game ended 2-2. Two two, but we'll move on. And I had Arsenal next, but I'll, I'll skip them. Yeah, and I'll let's, go to let's wait uh, Liverpool. Burnley. Liverpool is... Doing their thing, man. I just love. They how came out to play. Mane tearing it up. Sadio, man. He's, yeah, he's he, he's a gem. I I think they they don't pay him enough. I think that's what I see a lot of reports. Like, um, 
Alexis Sanchez gets higher, gets up, gets paid more than he does right now, and he's out on the loan. Uh, Alexis Sanchez gets he paid got, more. He got loaned out. Yeah, he's loaned at Inter right now. Okay, yeah. I know. I thought I thought that they purchased him. No, I know. He, okay, he was he's on loaned loan. out. Okay. Yeah, he, they have the opportunity to the, the purchase the yeah. purchase option at the end. But yeah, he's getting paid more than Salah as well. At on a loan, he's getting paid wow. two hundred and seventy uh, thousand a week wow. on a loan, and I think Mane hey. makes two hundred and Salah makes two ten, if I'm correct. Okay. So it's there. Liverpool is doing it right, man. Whatever transfers, however they're doing it, they have an amazing front three. Uh, Bobby Firmino is just crazy out of the world. Mm-hmm. Good man, I love how he plays. Liverpool, yeah, absolutely. Liverpool have won 13, 13 league games in a row for the first time in their history. Yeah, isn't that wild? They and they're such a good team. I mean, you you can yeah. kind of would expect it for them, even like back when you think in the Gerard days when he and uh, Fernando Torres were on the same team. Yeah, you could have thought maybe that they would have had a, a season like that, or maybe when Suarez was there, or Coutinho even when was he when he was there, but. Right now they're just killing it. They're doing great. They're doing, they're doing their thing, man. They're doing their thing. But we have a little. I, I have a little bone to pick. Yeah. But we'll talk about that later. But I'm just gonna mention it right now. It could have easily been four zero. Yeah. Maybe even five zero. But yeah. Mo Salah, man. But we'll, we'll go into yeah, it a little bit later. Yeah. But Liverpool win this game three to zero. Um, Alexander Arnold showing out, continuing his form, playing good. Bro, that shot that he hit. Yeah. On like he so. My, I believe that he intended to cross it to Mo Salah yeah. on the post and stuff like that, but he just hit that thing perfectly. You even see the goalkeeper. It goal did keeper. get rebounded. It did get. Yeah. It did come off of uh, the uh, the defender that was in front of. Him. They called it an own goal. You Is that what? Looked, they... Yeah, they they readjusted it. Okay. And they didn't get they didn't give him credit for it. Oh wow. I I do I do I do agree. They should have given him credit even if it came off the other player. Yeah. But I didn't see that. I didn't see that. It I didn't see. Off, I didn't even see that either. Deflected. So when I saw it, I was like. Who cares? Like the going in, like huge props to him. Like yeah. he knows what he's doing, and that's what I talked about too. Is that that's they know exactly how they're gonna play the game. Like, yeah, him but and, that's... and and Mane, like they know Mane is making the run at the yeah. end on the left flank, and Alexander Arnold is gonna come in nasty cross. You know, mm-hmm. So and I think I think he's super underrated. Yeah, as a passer, yeah. like teams like guys that watch the EPL and stuff like that, like they know who he is and stuff like yeah. that. But like. The more broader band and stuff like that, like they kind of just even him out yeah, with, with all yeah. the left backs or yeah. right backs. But yeah, he's playing great, and so Liverpool just continuing to play great. They were able to keep the clean sheet. Uh, Adrian had that ma- nasty save to start the game. Yeah, that kept him the clean sheet. Did a good, that was a good save, and we'll talk a little bit about him later too. But Liverpool is, is continuing to show that they're gonna continue to fight for the top league spot and to win the the league. I think they're I think they're my pick to win the league. You the have league, them, to yeah. Win. And you're a Gunners fan, so and that's I'm, hard for you to say. Hey man, <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like if I'm not if I'm not gonna be biased, like I pick them. You go Liverpool. I would rather have Liverpool win than Man City win. And why is that? I'm just like Man City's stacked, dude. Yeah, they are. Man City Man City's stacked, and just like. I don't know, man. They, they have, I, I, I understand that. Yeah. I mean, they have opportunities that every, even their B team can be, can be just completely unstoppable yeah. in the EPL. So I understand that. But to end off the EPL, we'll go into the Gunners. All right. Arsenal versus Tottenham. Game ends 2-2. Two to two. What All did right. you think about this game, so Mr. Gunner? I'm going to go ahead and just tell myself, this is the only game that I watched this, this weekend. Yeah. I watched it from beginning to end. Yeah. And I definitely have mixed emotion. First, let me start with the positives. All right. Yeah. The three-headed attacking monster, bro. 
I, that's this exactly is, what I'm talking about. This is the lineup right here. Yep. If they come out with this lineup, especially against the top tier teams, they could They're definitely keep they giving could, people trouble. Yeah, they could definitely compete. Absolutely, yeah. man. And I think we saw that last week too, was that they had the opportunity because they had Lacazette and they played in the 4-4-2 that their normal 4-4-2. Mm-hmm. And then that's what I had explained is that they need a they have they brought in Pepe for a reason. Yeah. So why sit one of them out when you could play a trident just like how every other, mostly every other team plays yeah. and have that nasty attacking trio. Yeah. And they did this game. Yeah. And they, and they did last game and they tied last game and tied this game. I mean, yeah. Not getting results, but they're getting goals. They, I, I think like that, like they lost, they tied this game because the same thing, boneheaded plays. Yeah. Boneheaded plays, man. The Greek, number five, Oh, Costas. Uh, no. Oh, he's a. De- oh, he's not the uh, freaking Papa guy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Papa Stamopoulos, about. something like yeah. that, bro. <laughs> I don't even want to. I don't even want to correct his name, man, for yeah. real, bro. So this dude decides on the goal kick. Boom! It goes over. There's already a dude there. Yeah. And he decides, hey, let me go up here and jump too. And he jumps, and that gets him straight out of position. Yeah. And right there, um, Tottenham straight runs the counter, man. Yeah. And then, like, the thing that bugs me is he, they're running the counter. He's on the opposite flank. He doesn't notice the guy behind him. Ericsson, right? Yeah. yeah. He doesn't notice Ericsson behind him and everything like that. And then, like, when Ericsson scores a goal, he, like, has the He's audacity to, yeah. to throw his hands up. And I'm yep. like, bro, this is EPL, man. Yeah. This ain't freaking Liga MX, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's what I'm like. I'm like, come on, man. And it's the same thing. Boneheaded, boneheaded. Defensive plays. Defensive plays, man. Yeah. Like, and then that, then you had Zaka who who gave away the penalty. Yeah. Too, like, but me, like, in my opinion, this might just be me. Like, I'd rather have somebody be aggressive. Yeah. Than somebody just making playing soft. Than just than just playing soft or making just like having straight brain farts out there, bro. Yeah. Just spacing it out there. So yeah, it's I like, mean, I don't know, man. That that's the one thing that I did because I knew that you were gonna talk about the trident and how you like yeah. playing in the trio. The one thing that I think is gonna struggle for them is. They don't have good offensive midfielders. No. They have Torreira, which is they're probably aside from Ozil, because if they, if you think about it, if they play Ozil, Ozil. he's he's not defensive at all. No. He's gonna suck. they're gonna lack a defensive player no. there when they're on the other team is on the counter. Mm-hmm. But you have Gunduzi, who's defensive. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's good. I like him. He's young. He's a great. But he plays very. He plays more defensive. And then you had uh, Granit Xhaka, that's defensive completely. And Torreira is too, but he has to push up into that f- attacking for- front to provide more of a depth for them to, yeah. to, to move forward. Yeah. So I think if they play the 4-3-3, they're going to struggle defensively. And I think that's what we saw with Bonehead plays because they haven't played in that position, in that formation yet. Yeah. So now they're playing that way and they're struggling. And they don't they don't got the the, the right pieces for that. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like if, said, if their back line was more fortified, I think it would be easier. So this is what I'm thinking. As a complete gunner, bro. Yeah. Right? And all that stuff, like... If they if they get to the end of the season, like if they're approaching the end of the season and they're like right there in the mix, right there yeah. like four or five, and then the transfer market, if you see them going out for legit a legit defender, yeah, a legit center back, like that's how we know. Alright, they're they're gonna go. For, they're they're going for it. Like yeah. they're going to compete. But like if they're not in the mix and stuff like that, and if you don't see them going for anybody, yeah. then it's just like because like I low key I like David Luiz. He's He's good. not. He's good. He's but he, I like the fact that he is creative. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like he does. He's more um, focused. Like he does have that that edge where he could focus on the attack. Yeah. And stuff like that. So I like the fact. I like that because that gives us another option too. Yeah. But at the same time, we need somebody to balance him out. 
Yeah, exactly. If it's just him and then some like Papa Napolas, Papa freaking the Greek. It, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh man. Anyway, but like we need we need a stronger defender, bro. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like sure. if they have somebody there who could deepen that back and make it strong that on that back line, bro. Yeah, exactly. They could definitely compete. Yeah. But yeah, that's I'm think. not gonna say they're gonna be on on Man City or Liverpool level, but they could definitely start top five. Yeah, maybe crack the top five. Yeah, I th- yeah. So like, I think it'll be a big big win uh, for Arsenal. Yeah. Like if we just qualify for the Champions League next year, that's a big thing. Is them. I think if they don't qualify, I think I think either way, Emery needs to be out. Do you, you like so? him? I don't. I honestly, in my honest, I don't like his managing skills. I don't like how he manages not, nothing at all. I. I, I don't know how I feel about him just yet. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, mean, this I wanna, is the second season. This but. second season, and I want to give him some time. Now that we got Pepe in, I want to give him some time yeah. to see what he does with it. So, like, I get you. I'm going to be I'm gonna be slow to that. Like, I want to give him some time. Like, okay. I don't want to just cut this dude off just one bad season. Yeah. Like that. Even though, like, last year they finished fifth. Yeah. So, like, I want to see what he does this year. If that's what I'm saying, if this year they don't finish at least on the on that fourth place to qualify for the Champions League, yeah, I think he's he's gonna get sacked. He has to. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. So it depends. Yeah. We'll, we'll see, see. We'll see what they do in the transfer market. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a big part, and I mean, hopefully that's what they do because just how I said, the four-two-three is gonna be a bad part. If they play four-four-two, they're not having t- enough attacking power. Yeah. So either way, they're gonna struggle one way or another, either offensively or defensively. Yeah. But. The Gunners were able to come out with a tie inside this game. 26 shots. Arsenal? Arsenal. 26. Wow. Eight on target. That's just so inefficient. 26. 26 shots. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, part of me likes the fact that they were putting on that pressure. Yeah. That's how you know. They're, they're attacking. Yeah. But... They, the, they're, they're just missing some pieces. Yeah. They're either missing one piece or two pieces. I think if they get, uh, like, of course, you're not going to get, like, a, a quality Kevin De Bruyne. But no. someone who could play that, like, De Bruyne is very offensive, but he understands the defensive aspect of yeah. how he has to play his position. If we can get a De Bruyne light, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like some, a light version. Yeah, a light, light version, bro. A straight-up, <laughs> like, light, you know, watered down, stuff like that. So yeah. if we get something like that, bro, like... It that could definitely good. take us next level, but I like the fact that we're being aggressive, but it's just like that, man, the defense of it, bro, yeah. of Arsenal. So they just need to clean it up a little bit. And I mean, you guys do have some injuries, so yeah. you have something not to blame, but some type of excuse a little bit. Um, leeway to say that you guys need a little bit more work, but that was that game. That game into two to two. It was a great game, uh, but that's it for the EPL. Moving on to the Bundesliga with Union Berlin versus Dortmund. Union win this game three to one. Underdog, man. Cinderella story. Underdog Cinderella. First win in the Bundesliga. Cinderella trade finding her slipper, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man. First win in the Bundesliga. They came out. They showed out, bro. They did. Three one. They showed out big time. And I, I had completely put Dortmund to just dismantle them. Like I think three, three zero, four yeah. zero two, just because of how good they have been playing. The most recent games, even away, they played good. Um, so it was weird to see that the, the first thing that I noticed, Vitzel wasn't in the game. Mm-hmm. They had Delaney in, and I knew that this was gonna be a problem because of the attacking, my, the attack mindedness that Vitzel has. Like he, they do play with the two 
midfielder with him and Weigel as the center midfield, as center D mids. But Vitzel always ends up in the attacking front while Weigel holds back a little bit more. Yeah. And I knew that this was going to be a problem because Delaney wasn't going to fulfill that role. Yeah. So I was like, this is going to be a tough game. I did. I still wasn't going to say, oh, this is the reason why they lost because mm. they did bring in Brandt over uh, Thorgan Hazard. But um, they just did, they made some changes to try and give some rotation. But Berlin just completely showed that they're here to play. They played at home and they killed it. And the same thing, dude. They only had 25% possession. 25. 25%, man. Counter, counter, counter. Counter attack. Like That's crazy. all they did. 15 shots, uh, 7 on target. So, like, they did it right. They knew yeah. they were the underdog. They knew they were going to give them, they're gonna give them some ground. Yeah, they and they just Sheffield. waited, waited on their mistakes. Yeah. And once they made the mistakes, boom. Yeah, they took off, the, man. Their first goal was off that. The, was a training ground play from the corner kick. Mm-hmm. We, we, you saw that as soon as the ball is rolling on the floor on a corner kick, you know this is a prefabricated play that's coming off of the training ground. And they can't, they scored. Like, as long yeah. as it works, like, who cares? Yeah. They were able to get a goal off of it. And, I mean, uh, Dorman come level, like, right after with yeah. said and the slide goal that he Yeah, got literally almost right off the Sancho. back, man. But I thought from that point, I was like, because this is what happened with, if, if I'm sure it was uh, Augsburg, where Augsburg comes in and they score early and Dorman are, like, on their heels and they have to come back and win the game. Mm-hmm. And they did that game, but I wonder what the missing piece was in this game. Yeah. They just made made mistakes, and um, Union Berlin straight up capitalized on them, man. Yeah. They that's what I'm saying. They they took advantage of those chances. They didn't blow it, yeah, and stuff like that. So I think it's I think it's props. not as much of a Dorman played bad. I think it's just Union Berlin played showed out better. They played better. Yeah, they just they straight up showed out that game. Yeah, so Union Berlin is able to take this game over Dorman. I mean, uh, it it's it was the very most. Cinderella right. story that you could, probably could have heard. Who do you think? Who do you think had most shots this game? On this match, who do you think had most shots? I honestly feel. Listen, Ber- me- I think Berlin had more shots on goal because I saw a lot of Dorman losing the ball in the attacking front. Yeah. So I think I think Dorman probably had probably one less seven or six. So they had seven shots on target. Yep. Seven shots. Dortmund. Over. With 75 possession. 75% possession, with, keep in mind. with Yeah, Dorman with 75% possession had two shots, two shots on target. 15 shots total, but two of them were on target. Just two. That's insane. That's an insane stat, man. Yeah. So it's like, they just, yeah. They just, they just, they just it's not get that, it done. Yeah, it's not that they played bad. It's just Union played better. Yeah. And Union, man, you guys, we'll see how you guys end up with Dortmund. I don't know when you guys uh, are scheduled to play them, but... They're another top team, and we'll see how that turns out. All right, let me let me ask you this question: Is yeah. this the last the last one? We have uh, Bayern left. All right, let's finish that one, and then I got a question. For okay, you. so we'll move on, move on, move on from uh, Union Berlin Dortmund three to one. Uh, Bayern versus FC Mainz. Bayern completely dismantle Mainz six to one. Everybody gets a piece of this game. I bet you, FC Mainz felt good. They got, up, up to, up to, <laughs> the, got the consolation goal. They got the first goal. They oh, felt they good. did. Yeah, yes, six, on the sixth minute. Did. On the sixth minute, they got. The, I bet you they felt good right there. Like part of me thinks like they probably were like cocky, a little confident yeah. and stuff like that. But then, Bayer was just but like. Then Byron just oh, turned you up. want to score? Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yep. for sure. Um, but every, there's six different goals, six different players. Bayern yep. is doing it right. Yeah, they they have a great. We saw Pedisic play this game that got mm-hmm. a goal. 
Uh, Coleman got a goal. Lewandowski got a goal. Pavar got a goal. Um, who am I missing? Davies. Missing somebody. Davies got a goal. So and Alaba. Oh, oh, Alaba's free kick. Can't forget it. I hadn't seen it yet. I had to watch the highlights I think, after again. I think that was my goal of the week. <sighs> I think it was. I don't know, man. Daniel James's goal was nice. Daniel James's goal was was good. But I get, I get, I get. But true. Yeah. Alaba's goal was amazing. It was a great goal. Uh, Pavar's goal was even good too. Yeah, Pavar's goal was good too. And just dug it into the ground when he touched, when mm-hmm. he hit it, and it went into the corner. But uh, yeah, Alaba's goal was completely disgusting. And Bayern just continued to show that they are the top dogs in the Bundes, even though I think that Dortmund's going to end up winning the Bundes. Um, Bayern are just killing it. Yeah, they, they, had the t- they, they had the game that you expected to see from a top premier team against a lower level team, yeah. lower level team, you expect to see dominance, yeah. right? They had what? 68% possession against, uh, what is it? The uh, 22 against, uh, 32, 32. 32. Yeah, 32. So like they controlled the ball, they had shots yeah, and they capitalized on them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Bayern is just good at that. I think that's what they're great at is efficiency. I mean, you can't say efficiency without saying Robert Lewandowski. Yeah. I think he is the definition of efficient. Um, Basically, almost every game he puts a goal in the net, and if it's not, if he misses one game, he scores two the next. Like he does his, not miss a beat. His goal was pretty nice too. Yeah, he caught it right there in the middle of the box, space around him. He just straight turn, boom, Ripped right it. to the corner, man. Yeah, he's he's great, and I mean, just Bayern is gonna be good, and they're gonna whoever they face in the champion is gonna have their hands full whenever Absolutely. they play them. So, um, but what is your question? That end, that ends off the the breakdown of Ooh. the of the games. What is the question that you who, have? What team, out of the games you covered, what team, especially the underdogs, what yeah. do you think, who was a top top underdog, if that makes sense? Out of all of the games that we watched, yeah. um, I have to say Union Berlin, out of everyone. Absolutely. If, if it's not them, it's, she- it's Sheffield. Mm-hmm. But I say Union because they didn't get an own goal that won the game. Mm-hmm. It was all them. They yeah. completely dominated on the counterattack. And I, I, I don't like... Dormant's uh, center back Okanji. I don't know his first name, but he is the counterpart to uh, Matt's Hummels. Yeah. And I don't like him. I think he's garbage. I think he's freaking terrible. I think it's a big part why they get scored on so much. But you have to say Berlin was the biggest updog, or updogs, the biggest underdogs that showed out. Yeah. I mean, they didn't get a tie. They didn't get, they got the game. They got it handily three to one. Yeah. I mean, it was at home. They did get the home field, but either way, to play a team like Dortmund at home um, is challenging for any team. What do you think is the biggest disappointment? What team? What team do you think had the biggest disappointment? I think it has to be if I if I look over all of the teams that we that we saw this weekend, uh, it has to be between Manchester United and Real Madrid. Has to be because PSG won their game. Mm-hmm. We'll cover them on Friday, but I think it has to be one of them because Real Madrid, you you're you've been a, a huge a huge part of La Liga and you've been a big dog before and you've always have been a strong team. So there was no reason at like why they had to tie. I mean, Villarreal is a good team. Don't get me wrong. Like no no disrespect to them, but Real Madrid has more quality and they needed and they yeah. should win these games. Yeah. So, but. It has to be them, but Manchester United just continue to show why they're 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 so bad, why people make fun of them, and why 
Manchester City is going to dominate whenever it comes to the Manchester Derby. Yeah. Um, it's going to be um, a smack. I think Manchester City, Manchester City is going to completely destroy them. And it, it's disappointing because I had them so high on the league. Um, to see them lose, you, lose games like that. You were big on them. I was big on them like because even, I saw that. Yeah, even like when I when I was watching, when I was listening to that to that first episode yeah. and stuff like that. Like when you said that, I was like, wow. Big, I had big I had You big put them above, them. yeah, you put them above Liverpool and City. And City, bro. Yeah. So I had to have like put, I'm, I was putting everything out there. Like, especially just because I am a Barca fan and I go against teams like this, like Manchester United. Like I could have picked anybody else to be at the top of the league. Yeah. But, um, I saw something in that first game that I haven't seen since then. I don't know what it was. I don't know what spark that it was that they lost, but they lost it completely. And yeah. I think that's what the the biggest disappointment is because they have opportunities. They have options to go to to be able to make um, better rotations, but there's just not being made. Yeah, And it's just disappointing to see, and that's why I don't have them at the top, even top five of my, of my table anymore. For sure, but yeah. So we'll move on to our another segment, my buds, the studs. Uh, this is our starting eleven. We did this together. We talked about it, trying to figure out what we saw was the best, and we'll start with our goalkeeper and Adrian from Liverpool. Solid game, man. He just had a great game. He just had a great game. I mean, he had that enormous save at the beginning of the game. Yeah, that kept the, that kept them um, at the zero. That kept that kept a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you could you could you can make the case as to why Ederson could have gotten it, and we yeah. talked about it. But I just feel that Ederson is a bigger name, a, a bigger personality. Uh, like, is given more props, or it's probably because he's he's on he's on the he's on City. So like, yeah. like that's the most that's the he's most mostly known for that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So it's like, sure. so yeah. So I think that's why. And I mean, him Adrian being a, a backup goalkeeper, it has to be. Um, it has to be given props to. Yeah, and he's coming in and he's playing great, and the team is getting win. And the thing, the thing that was funny is like as we were trying to figure this out, we were both like, like who faced the the biggest challenge right now? Like they were yeah. both they both faced lower level teams, but like we were trying to decide like who faced the bigger challenge to kept the clean sheet. Yeah. And so it was like we both couldn't decide whether it was if it was Burnley or if it was um, what's it called? Who was it? It was um, Burnley, and Brighton. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Brighton. Burnley. Yeah. Brighton. So it's like. I don't know. It was weird, but I, I, I think that Adrian just had a better game. Henderson yeah. did have his saves to keep the game at, at clean sheet as well, but um, I think Adrian just deserves more props because he is a backup. But moving on to defenders and our right back, we came to a clear consensus. Trying Alexander-Arnold again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Two weeks in a row, man. Hey, he came up. He came he up. Played, he played well. He came He came through for his team, with, especially with the pass and the assist and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like... He played well, man. It, he's just, and I had this question before. I think it was last week or the week before that, where I had to choose between Aaron Juan Bissaka or if it was Trent Alexander Arnold. And I watched that weekend. I waited. I was like, okay, let me watch the games yeah. and let me come up with a uh, an answer, and then I'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. And so I came out and I was like, all right. I watched both games and clear cut Alexander Arnold, way better offensively, so good on the offensive side. Just nasty passes, nasty crosses. Good, good at keeping the ball at his feet. Um, and he came up with a few solid tackles too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do think he gets a little bit. He gets beat sometimes a little yeah. bit, maybe a little bit more than Aaron Wabasaka. But 
on I, this on this match, he came up with the yeah. few salt tackles. That's what yeah, that's what I saw on the on the highlights and stuff like that. So yeah, it's like, so I think that Alexander Arnold had his game and was deserving of it. So congratulations to him. Absolutely. And next to him, we had his uh, counterpart, Virgil Van Dyke. Van Dyke, the man, the, the man, UEFA player of the, the year, the man who stole the award from Messi, Messi, as you believe. What did you think of that? Let's since we're on the topic, what did you think of that? Like I think Messi. You can argue like you can argue LeBron James MVP every year, yeah. like you'd always argue that. True. So it's like, I don't, I don't think it was a bad thing that he got it. Yeah. But you, but you guess what I'm saying? You can always argue Messi. You could always argue, argue Ronaldo. Ronaldo too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, and that's what I thought. That's what I said last time was that. Yeah. I, I was happy that he got it because it does give some type of difference into like. And he's the a defender. Award, and he's a defender. Absolutely. So you never expected it. Yeah. But. I did think that Messi was having one of those seasons, man. Yeah. I think that he had a season that was that was undeniable. Like, yeah. this is deserving of and every award. But I mean, you got to give it up to Van Dyke. He won the champions, yeah. like, and he he won. They won it handily. It's that he his team was the one that won the Champions League. Yeah. You know. And I mean, we that's where I like was trying to nitpick. Like, oh, we yeah. beat them three to or three to zero, and then they beat us four to zero. Like, it was. It's, it's hard to tell, but I mean, either way, Van Dyke had a great game this game. Yeah. He continues to show that he's, he is the best center back in the world. No doubt. Come to Arsenal. <laughs> Come to Arsenal. <laughs> they need to give him every dime, every bro. Dime every can. dime, bro. Every dime they have, they need to sell all those. They need to sell freaking Papa the freaking. <laughs> the Greek. <laughs> Papa the Greek, bro. They need to sell him. They need to sell freaking Robert Holding and all those guys, bro. Yeah. But, right, so you think. A player like that, he's his uh, transfer fee last time around was I think seventy five million. What do you think a player like that is worth now? He's had two good seasons. Man. He's going on a second good season. Especially now. off, off the award. He has to be more than a hundred million, bro. How much over a hundred million? Because you think right now Harry Maguire was eighty. Yeah. And he proved that he at first he was, and now he's not worth eighty million. Yeah. What do you think a player like Van Dyke over a hundred million? Because I think my range right now um, is about one one twenty seven. That's enormous. I think he's he's twenty eight. So he so he so he got some years. He still has some on years the back left. End, but on his, he yeah, he still has some years left. Um, I think. Especially for we're sp- talking specifically for Arsenal. Specifically for Arsenal because of the need is so great. Yeah, bro, they need to shell out 130, 140, bro. Dang, that is it's because the need is so great. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the seriousness of it. Like, if we want to compete, if we want to contend you for the league and stuff like that, we need spend the money. For we that. need to spend the money for a defender, man, because yeah. that's like it's becoming a joke now, right? Yeah. That and I, I think. I, I'm I agree with the with the with the purchase of Nicolas Pepe. Yeah. But they were scoring goals last season. Abu, they were Alba and, and, and Lacazette. They were scoring goals, but like as you know, like you can never have too many weapons, man. True. You can never have too many True. I mean we're talking Barcelona's over trying to get freaking Neymar back, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like so it's like, I don't know, man. You can never have too many weapons. But at the same time, we need a solid, solid center back, bro. Yeah, and I think you guys have brought in good and Danny and Danny Ceballos getting them on the loan. Yeah. I think you guys are gonna feel a little bit better once uh, Bellerin comes back. He's yeah, gonna, he, he's gonna make a big difference there. But of course, I think you guys need a center back. Yeah, uh, definitely need a center back. So, um, 
we'll move on from him and we'll go onto our kind of like our underdog pick mm-hmm. next to him next to van dyke is janik vestergaard the center back to southampton the goal scorer on manchester united to get them at level he came up man he came up with the with the with the clutch goal off yeah. the corner so it's like you kind of have to give give him props on that because absolutely. of that yeah so um it, it was kind of no question on there. We, we It was very clear that that's what we were going after Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially this weekend where you had a lot of defenders making boneheaded mistakes. Yeah. So you it's can't like. You can put you, Kurt Zuma in yeah, there. You yeah, you be, can't. You can't put in Kalidou uh, Kuliabu. You can't put in freaking Pepe the Greek it? or Papa the Greek, bro. <laughs> yeah. You can't put in that guy in there. So, um, Janik Van, uh, Vestergaard is our uh, second, second center back for my buds the studs. And then the left back was one that we had forgotten about and we remembered David Alaba. David Alaba, bro. So, same thing. I mean, in a game that his team was already dominating in, Yeah. you know, he didn't hinder it, played solid, came up with the goal off the free kick. Yeah. So, it's like, I believe... And that's his first free kick goal in two years. Yeah. So it's been a while. First free kick goal in two years, bro. And I believe that was the goal, goal of the week, in yeah. my opinion. It was. You, know? you, got, you have to give yeah. it to him. I mean. So, it's like, yeah, he came up, man. He played great. I mean, he always is, is holding it down. I think that's why he's been such a target for Barcelona because before we brought in Junior Firpo, we we were going after Alaba, but um, I think his price tag was a little bit too high mm-hmm. and wasn't in the range, so we weren't able to bring him in. But, I mean, Alaba just continued to show out. Uh, he is a great left back, and even sometimes when he plays in the midfield, he's, he's yeah. great. Um, but moving on to the midfielders, and Mr. Three Week in a Row, Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne, bro. The stone cold killer, stoic assassin. Yeah, his face has no emotion. <laughs> yeah, he's so good, man. Yeah, like it's ridiculous how good this man is. And back when he was at Wolfsburg, I had seen him play a couple of times, and I was like, "Yo, he's he's pretty good." But mm-hmm. I never thought that he was gonna amount to what he is now. Mm-hmm. The only negative in his game, as we were talking about before the show, the only negative in the game was like, I mean, in his game, is his injury. He's yeah. injury prone. But other than that, like, he could be, he's pretty much a complete midfielder. Complete midfielder. If yeah. you were to put a tag on him on FIFA, like, an attribute, you'd put complete midfielder. Absolutely. And then under it, injury prone. And then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. One of his traits would be injury prone, yeah. bro. <laughs> but he, he's just amazing, man. He got a goal in this game. And it's either, he's either doing something like that. He's either giving assist or two in a game and, mm-hmm. or scoring a goal. Yeah. So, um, from he distance, to too. Yeah. And he's he's nasty with his left foot too. He, he has no weak foot. Absolutely, five star weak foot. Absolutely. So man. he's great. He's back on the list. Five star uh, weak foot. Five star skill moves. Everything. Everything, bro. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the next to him, and then uh, as our center midfielder, we have Matteo Guendouzi, the midfielder for the Gunners. So this was my bias pick. Um, I felt like he, had, like we talked about a little bit. He's he's known more. He as a defender, he's more defensive minded. But I felt this week he he played well on the offensive yeah, end. He pushed the limits. Yeah, he pushed the limits. He helped out. He passed the love up to uh, um, Aubameyang. Was it Aubameyang or was it Lacazette, the one that Lacazette scored on the left side? I th- it, that was Lacazette, the one he scored off the left side, I believe. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah when he was like right up there, he, like yep. right on the tricky angle, bro. Yeah, hit it right up in the corner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so when Doozy, man, he played great. He looks just like David Luiz's little brother. But exactly, he just dude. Was continuing to kill it, man. He's he's playing great, and I think it, it it shows it shows some good signs for Arsenal that he is able to push up forward. If so. he if he could play more consistently like that, 
Yeah. That'll definitely be a big boost. Yeah, he needs to keep doing that. So. Absolutely. Um, that's for him. And then the old man, Thomas Mola. Tell me about him. He's great. Tell Two me about him, bro. So good, man. He, he continues to show out. And he's starting for Bayern right now. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not, it's unexpected because he was coming off of the bench when Hamas was there. So I'm guessing yeah. that's what the role that he's filling. Uh, because I, I think that Coutinho was supposed to fill in this role, but I feel Muller is playing great. So they're keeping him on the starting lineup. And I mean, there's no reason to take him out if uh, he's playing so good. So yeah, I'm um, with it. He's good there. And moving on to forwards, the the infinite one and Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale? <laughs> the infinite one, Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale, bro. What do they call him? The monkey? Or something, the gorilla? Yeah. Yeah, it's something like that. Because he has a gorilla face, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, two goals, man, and was able to get the two point, the point for Real Madrid and Salvage, some type of uh, leg or kind of points for them. But. He's playing good. He's continuing to stay. He's winning over Lucas Vasquez right now, which is hard to do. Yeah. Uh, how I said before, Lucas Vasquez is one of the most underrated midfielders, midfielders that Real Madrid has, and that is in La Liga. Um, he plays great, but Gareth Bale is just uh, having himself a season to start, man. So. Yeah, he came up clutch, scoring a goal in the 86th minute to tie the game. So it's like he played well, man. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't sit him right now. There's no, no way you no, sit no, him. No, 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 no. There's no way if you can sit him. So right now, if Asensio comes back, do you sit him? Do I sit Asensio or do I sit Bell? Who do you sit? I would rather. Like you know what Zidane is gonna do. Yeah, Zidane is gonna. That's the hard part. Yeah. Is that I think Zidane will play Asensio, but I. There right now, there's no reason to like say yeah. Asensio came back next week. I don't think there's any way that you could sit Gareth Bale. There's no way he's playing. He he's playing top form right now, man. He's, he's top in top form. He's in top form right now. So we'll see how that ends up. But Gareth Bale is on our on our my buds of suds, and then with our center forward, Sergio El Cunagüero, two goals again. El Cunagüero, bro. He's so good, man. Killing the EPL. City's top scorer. He's doing it, man. Like he's it's and he's he's older. Let's be honest, he's yeah. older. But, yeah, he's like what in his early thirties now. Yeah, I think early thirties. Thirties. Yeah. So he's he's doing great, and he's I'm, still doing I'm happy thing. that he's playing great, and um, hopefully he he wins the the golden boot. I think he can. Absolutely. I think Sterling is is hasn't scored in. A, I, I think he scored last week, but he didn't score this week. The only reason why I don't see him win the golden boot the golden boot is that um. He's unselfish. Yeah. Like he could he could have had he could have had a a, a hat trick that game, but he keep he tried he to let it off. He yeah. Tried to let it off to uh, Sterling that yeah. he, he was a little bit behind him. So which I like. Yeah, it's good. That's what, because no, he knows he has to go. He's no Mo Salah, but we'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> Mo Salah right now. But on the right side, on the left side, actually, we have Daniel James, uh, the goal scorer for Manchester United that salvaged them some points. Um, to a second goal in the uh, second week, continuing to play good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason why we we shouldn't put him on the list. No, he he continues to play a spark in their offense, especially with Rashford not doing anything, not scoring goals, not doing anything at all, not yeah. contributing to their offense. So everything is running through Daniel James right now. Yeah, well, Rashford still he's he's 19 too, man. He's still a young buck. I think. Yeah, yeah. So he's either 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. So I don't I mean, know, man. Daniel James is just playing well. I mean. Uh, He's, he's showing why he's deserving of a starting role. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, hopefully, once they're more, once their their injuries are back and they uh, their full squad is back, hopefully he continues to play because he was benched when they started the season. Yeah. So 
Maybe he's won. He's earned that starting role, which I think he has. Uh, but that rounds off my buds, the studs. Um, congratulations to you guys if you guys were on the list. But moving on to dudes, where's my skills? This is the skills are gone. We, bro. This is where we go hard in the paint, and we're gonna start off with Kalidu Kulibali, the center back to Napoli. Kulibali, Kulibali, making his team lose. On their own goal, on their bro. On own goal, bro. In the what was it? The 88th minute, 89th minute. On the like own that. goal, on the free kick. It, it, on the 90th minute, bro. I, I, with additional time, man. With added time, bro. It just sucks, man. It sucks to see because he's he's one of the highest, like high touted defensive players right yeah. now. Like we saw that his uh, manager said that he was worth if Maguire was worth 80 million, that he's probably worth like 250 million or something. Like, like, that. like I'll, I'll concede that, but it's like. Like, I know we're just pouring it onto him to kind of, like, pick on him. Yeah. But because that was just a bad bounce. Yeah. That was just sure. really a bad bounce. But at the same time, it's like. You, there's, there's, it was just an unfortunate error. It was unfortunate a fortunate error, error, but it was still an error on him, bro. Yeah. You have to you have to fault him completely yeah, on that. So. Absolutely. Um, That's him. Bro, go find your skills. Go work at the training ground. Or maybe your shoes were wet and you should have changed them. So go find <laughs> your skills, bro. And then we'll move on. Anton Griezmann. I'm going to pick on you so hard because I'm Barca. So, this is, this is a question. What? On Griezmann, bro. What's like, up? where's he at, man? Where's He's, your guy at, bro? Right now, it's hard to tell what's going to happen with him the rest of the season. Yeah. I don't know if right now, I think if Messi, Dembele, and Suarez came back, he doesn't have a starting role. Oh, no. He'll definitely come off the bench. Yeah. Easy. But Easy. I don't know if Valverde will decide to put him in the and move into a 4-3-3 but a defensive 4-3-3 where he has two centered uh, defensive midfielders as in Frankie De Jong and uh, Sergio Busquets and then play Griezmann on top as a more attacking attacking midfielder yeah. or move Messi into position and then Griezmann roll out right or however but I don't think that he has a starting role if he has to play in the trident he doesn't have a starting role yeah like I think like that he's getting he's getting this heat yeah, because he's a big time player, man. Yeah, for sure. He's a big time player, so like with that demands, they didn't. You are demanded to come demand through, bro. Quality, exactly. We demand quality from you, and exactly. I think that's why I went hard in the paint with uh, Mbappe when they won, or when they tied, because he he didn't show out. He didn't have no opportunities in front of goal. He didn't have anything. He was just completely ghost. Yeah, and that's what uh, Anton did this game. He was completely ghost. wasn't creating uh, any uh, create. wasn't having any creativity up front. Yeah. He wasn't doing anything like that. And Ansu Fati came in, and he was the one that brought in the spark. And then uh, Perez was also a, a good spark for them. Arthur came in and gave a good spot, uh, spark for them. So yeah. um, Anton is just looking like he's not having a starting position, which is tough to say, to say because we spent, what, like $120 million on him? So, y'all y'all um, spent a lot of money. That, dude. But next, Kurt Zuma. Talked about him earlier. Kurt Zuma, Kurt, man. I have the weirdest name, Zuma. <laughs> yeah man um you the on goal to lose or to or to tie the game against sheffield mm-hmm. in the 89 minute as well with something about the 89 minute for, for this it's something about just... those these, these defenders in the end of the game man so yeah. the same thing um made a bonehead bonehead oh, move yeah. and all that stuff man cost his team even though they didn't lose yeah uh, it dropped in like points. Napoli did, but yeah. it, they still dropped in points. Drop points. It could have been such a bigger statement winning against Chelsea, Sheffield. Yeah, off regulation, brand new into the EPL, man. Yeah, 
winning against Chelsea. Yeah, so, I mean, Zuma, bro, go find your skills, bro. You're freaking terrible. You suck. I didn't know how you start. <laughs> I don't know how they don't start Christensen, bro. They had him on the bench, and he didn't play. And he's the one that they've been starting because um, Anto- uh, Antonio Rudiger is the one that's hurt. So yeah. He hasn't been playing. So, to leave Christensen on the bench, y'all are dumb. And Chelsea, y'all managers, y'all need to fix it, bro. But all y'all skills is whack. Um, no, y'all can keep losing. <laughs> yeah, that would be good for the Gunners. Yeah, bro. But next we have Florian Muller. Another Muller, but not the one that you think. Mm-mm. Is the keeper for FC Mainz. So, the real reason why he's on this list, he has scored on six times, man. Six goals is too many. Six goals too <laughs> six many. Goals too many. I don't know if he was standing outside drinking a, uh, out of his water bottle or if he was talking to his girl on the sideline, but my bro didn't got no skills. Man, straight up <laughs> destroyed, bro. He got worked. Like, a lot of those shots that he, that were sent on him were, like, corner shots, bro, yeah. edge shots and stuff like that. So, like, he got he got worked. Yeah, they just completely dismantled him. Absolutely. He, there's nothing he could have done, but still, go find your skills, bro. You are a keeper for a reason. And it is to keep goals out of the net, which you did not do because six got past you. Absolutely. So oh, that rhymed. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping bars out here. Uh, but the last one that we'll go into is the one that we're like uh, on edge to talk about. Right. Mohamed Salah. So this is, yeah, this is the one that I brought up was because it's like, he didn't play bad, but he could have yeah. played better. And I think that the reason he deserves to be on this list is because that first half, man, even like it got into the, uh, the first part of the second half yeah. was that he was just looking for his own shot. Yeah, he does that a lot. Yeah. Very, a lot, a lot. So, like, I don't really watch a lot of Liverpool. And yeah. so the only time I really would watch Liverpool was when they played in the Champions League last year and stuff like yeah. that. So, like, seeing this, like, they could have easily been up 4-0. 5-0. Yeah. If you would have just given him one more pass. Especially there was this one play, I think it was in the second half, where he had a man on the on his right flank. Yeah. And he could have easily just given handed it, it up. Yeah, handed it off for the assist and for the easy shot at goal, yeah. bro. But... And that's the thing, and that's why I think Mane got mad at him. I think it was in the in the uh, other game. Yeah. Was because he has those opportunities to lay it off to Roberto Firmino or to lay it off to Sadio Mane or whatever runner is coming in from behind him. But he doesn't do that. He continues to try and, like, solo goal it and so doesn't happen. why do you think that is? I think it's just... His pride? His selfish gene. And yeah. I think it's not a bad thing because when he needs to be selfish, he's going to have the gene. But I think it does come, it does hurt, and it comes at a cost at sometimes when they have the opportunities to score like that wide open. Where you can see, all right, well, Mane is coming in open on the left flank. Yeah. Let me just square it to him, and he's just going to put it in. Mm-hmm. Instead of, I have two defenders in front of me, let me try and put a shot in between their, in between both of them or in between their legs or something and yeah. get it blocked. Yeah. Let me pull it up real quick. I'm pulling it up the uh, that game because it was a part, I believe it was the last goal that, uh, yeah. that they scored that... Um, he did back out because he saw he saw um Firmino. yeah he saw Firmino coming so like he did back up to give yeah. him the shot but like you, he was chasing after it yeah. and then he saw him and he was like all right let me back up and give you the shot thing because you got the better shot and stuff like that but I think it's that bro like you're a Liverpool guy right uh for the EP for the EPL yeah yeah for the EPL all right so like I believe like let me, let me ask you this question Aguero or Salah bro different positions can I ask that question you think so yeah for me because Firmino plays that number nine role and Mana and Mane or Salah plays on the on the right flank if I had to choose one though say fantasy wise yeah fantasy wise uh I have to take out what I feel like he, I have to take out what is more consistent 
yeah absolutely but like because like as attackers even though he does play on the wing and stuff like that like especially playing off the wing yeah. you need to be more um team team minded bro yeah, you need to be more for sure. looking for the pass and stuff like that like even aguero as a nine as a striker like he still's out here you know dishing out assists and stuff like yeah. that so it's like that's what i'm saying like those are, i think those are the real two differences between a team guy and a me guy you yeah. know what i'm saying so true very true so Salah, bro, go find your unselfish skills and go pass it. Go pass the ball look around. For it, go, bro. Uh, look work for on it. the square balls when you're on the training ground. Actually, don't look for it. Keep losing. <laughs> Actually, y'all yeah. won, so you straight. Yeah, but uh, to round it off, to end off uh, today's episode, uh, I only had one direct DM coming off on Instagram. I want to get your opinion on this too. All right. What do you believe is the next managing position for Mourinho? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I had to say anything about this one. I don't know, he's because, commentating right now. He might like that gig right now. Yeah, I think he he's gonna end. He's gonna return somewhere. I honestly think That's he's gonna end one. back at Chelsea. Really? I think he ends back at Chelsea because I I gave up like a hot like a hot take that he'll end up at Barca, but just messing around. Yeah. But I think he'll end up at Chelsea back, and some way somehow he'll end up back there. I don't know, or, man. or maybe he ends up like like a, a lower end team and one I, I, of the top leagues but I don't know if he, I, I don't know if he'll be back in the in the EPL though where do you think he'll end up I don't know dude that's what I'm saying like because he's just a different cat bro yeah he's just a different cat like I think he would have to go to like that like a no name team or like a lower level team yeah or maybe a team that's been struggling for years because of the way he, he manages his team yeah he's you very know? like strict and strict kind and, of Kind of just like a jerk, he manages yeah. the team. It doesn't. He's not personable with his players and yeah. all that. So um, that's why I kind of think that he's gonna end up at Chelsea because I feel like Chelsea is more of. The, I think they're the rugged yeah. team of the EPL, so I think he fits just how he did before. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know exactly. That's a tough one, bro. Yeah. I don't have. I honestly would have no idea where you can go. Yeah. But I don't see him. I don't see him going back to no top tier team at all. Mm. Maybe. No. I. I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. Unless I mean, the team's not, it, it, it's possible. It's completely possible. Oh like yeah, he ends up like at an MLS or something like that, and just yeah. coaches the MLS team. But um, I think just to give some some type of uh, hype towards his name, I think he I think he might end up at Chelsea one day. But um, we'll see, man. Yeah, but for sure, man, this has been fun. Absolutely, thanks for having uh, me on, bro. Yeah, been, Appreciate it. It's been great. I was nervous as all yeah. get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, this is our first guest host, man. It's been awesome. I. I Kind of, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too, bro. Um, hopefully, we could get more people on. Maybe we could have you back sometime later. Absolutely. Um, but uh, we won't have another episode this week. I will be out of town, uh, so I won't have my equipment and be able to uh, get the next podcast out. And I won't be able to watch all of the games. Isn't it? Isn't it the international break right now? Though? Oh, we are. Yeah, too. it's an international break right uh, now. So, oh, don't worry about it, guys. Then we're we're, we're all good. Uh, so just continue to. Listen and follow us. Uh, subscribe to us. We're still Shout on about. Pod. Shout out. Um, are we on Twitter yet or no? I'm not on Twitter yet. Okay. I'm on. I'm on uh, Instagram on and IG. off the pitch. Uh, underscore off the pitch. Sorry, but um, we're on Apple Pod, uh, Google Play Music, Spotify, and then of course on SoundCloud. So you guys can find us there. Keep listening. We still have all the other episodes up. Um, we still are looking for a guest host. I guess uh, a co-host. If you guys are interested, if anybody's interested, uh, let let me know. You guys can email us at off the pitch after off the pitch pod at gmail.com. Um, because I'm very interested. Yeah, that's a last time. Yeah, so I'm still trying to figure all this stuff out. So um, hopefully we could get some someone in. 
Uh, but for today, that's it, man. Thank you once again. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully by next next podcast, we have an intro. We got someone working on it as well. So um, it's been fun. It's been great. Catch us on SoundCloud and listen to the rest of the episodes. But for tonight, uh, you guys are awesome and you guys have a great night. Go Gunners.